Nar Pump is arguably the worst tasting pre-workout of all time. Arguably the worst. That's that's a high bar when it comes to worst tasting pre-workouts. It also, like, outside of its awesome name, it clumps terribly. You know, like when uh, Jekyll and Hyde used to do that, too. We're like yeah. in the container. Didn't matter if you kept a little dry pack thing in there. Just like always clump. Like I don't, I don't, I don't know if these Gen Z lifters understand the struggle that was early pre workouts. Like you guys have total war now that always comes out like super smooth. The tastes are a little bitter. You guys are dry scooping stuff like because you're able to. Like no, if you were to dry scoop Jekyll and Hyde back in the day, it was literally like these big ass nuggets so you had to chew them up and chewing pre-workout like that is the grossest thing in the world it's like it's like hard tack it's so gross it's true yeah i mean the struggle the struggle is real but on the flip side these gen zers also don't know the uh the over-the-counter meth that was things like jack 3d and the original craze formulations like that was that was next level uh, that and the old spike shotguns Ooh. from T Nation. Mm-hmm. Those things were bad. I had a buddy. He um he was a personal trainer at the gym. I believe what he did is put three scoops of Jack 3D into a shotgun spike and drank all of it. And did he and die? He did not die. He did not last long either, though. And it's it, we're all very thankful that there is a couch in that gym because he was out within a few hours. And I can only imagine what it did to his uh, digestive system. That cannot be healthy. No, there's no way. There's a, a YouTube channel called Chubby Emu. Uh, he's, a, he's a doctor. Dr. Bernard is his name. And he puts out these videos where he goes through case studies, I think based sometimes loosely on real cases but just to illustrate what happens in certain medical situations and he's done i think he's done at least one on uh, a bodybuilder who just ingested a massive amount of caffeine accidentally because he was mixing his own pre-workouts with bulk ingredients and just taking through the whole saga gotta stay safe out there man yeah i mean it's instantaneous oops i crap my pants I mean, it's not, it's no joke. You, you want to question squatting, like literally every rep, take too much caffeine. Take ta- too much caffeine with beta alanine. You can't even feel your face, but you can definitely feel your butthole. That's like the worst thing in the entire world. It's exactly true. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Rebuild Stronger podcast, where we talk about all things powerlifting, strength, sport, business, and life. Hope you enjoy I gotta, I gotta rip the bandaid off of this one and just admit that this is like probably my third "We're Back" podcast. And so we can't, we definitely can't name this one "We're Back." No, we can't. Do well, that. we're back. Like, there's no doubt about it. This time, Jared and I have blocked it off on our schedules. We're gonna do this weekly. Uh, they're gonna be short hitters. We're not gonna talk for 45 minutes to an hour. It's gonna be 10 to 20 minutes of pure brilliance and love, uh, which is you know what we're best at. But I, I do 
I want to kick this off. It's 2024. It is literally the first week of 2024. And I, I think it's an opportune moment to touch base on why do we decide to do this crazy shit to begin with? Seriously. But, yeah. But it's just uh, about which, which crazy shit since there's a few things that might fit that bill. I mean, I, I, I would like to start off with lifting. And it, like in the, what do we got? In the 12 minutes we have left, really look at like lifting in, in business or even just lifting in general. But I'm going to kick it over to you, man. Like, let's just start with lifting. What got you into this crazy habit? Yeah. The the character arc is I grew up as a chunky kid and was not good at sports, did not have a lot of physical prowess, got picked last for gym class at recess, the whole nine. Finally hit a growth spurt, started to think about sports, went up for football. I was not a gifted football player at all. I worked hard, but needed to get stronger. So started training in my parents' basement. Fell in love with it. And once football was done, uh, I wasn't on the field five days a week. So I needed something to do. And the gym was kind of that surprise love where as long as I showed up, worked hard, I knew it was going to get better. And it didn't require that natural skill that I never had anyway. was always jealous of. So kept training in university and training mostly to get just bigger and stronger. Uh, got on the natural bodybuilding hype train around 2012. Um, which was, I think, a peak. And I never competed, but that was the next thing that drew me in. And then powerlifting was the better fit mentally for me. Uh, just not a great match with focus on the minutia of nutrition um, for competing in bodybuilding. So powerlifting was the thing that really felt like home. And through all this, lifting's changed my life in distinct ways. It's shown me that I can show up, do hard shit, and win and keep being better. Um, it's made me a better husband, better father, better coach. And then, uh, to really put a fine point on it, lifting saved my life last year, coming up on exactly a year. And unless I had the muscle that I built through this process, uh, really really good chance that i didn't make it out of the icu so it's changed my life it saved my life it continues to make me better and it's also fun as shit so that's why i'm that's why i keep doing it i'm, I'm addicted at this point you can't beat the end crescendo there where it's like yeah lifting weights literally saved my life because it did i mean where it's not even like a question at this point when hlh hit that if you hadn't had the muscle mass it eaten you faster, essentially. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, which is is a miracle in and of itself. Because I think a lot of people we talk about the benefits of weightlifting, powerlifting, all those sorts of things, but like literally that is a tangible, like I did not die. Strong things are hard to kill. Like it just it, oh, it's such a cliche thing to say, but like it's factual in this case. I do find it really interesting. Uh there's fewer stories about like really successful athletes that went like, Oh no, I just like really, when I retired, I, I loved like lifting heavy shit. It's very rare that, that I I run into that story. It happens. You know, there's, there's people who were, I think Russ was Russ or he was, uh, 
a football D one football player. He was at Okie State, right? I believe um, so. Can't remember where, but yeah, football player for sure. Well, then he ended up lifting at uh, University of Houston. So I don't know if he transferred or something. Either way, I know he played played football. Um, you you don't see a lot of the D one athlete stories. You're seeing a lot more of it now uh, than before. But man, like the yeah, I was an angry teenager listening to Evanescence and you know, training with a a weeder sand dumbbell set in my basement. You know what I mean? Like it's the most common story. But like same thing for me. I actually got introduced to weightlifting a little bit earlier than most. I just never really like took it head on for a while uh, until I what what I like to think of it is I I picked up my preferred form of discomfort. Um, I I really started the weight training thing in high school mostly for the same reasons for sports, and I, I wasn't like. The most talented kid. I was always thick, you know. Like I was always a, a heavier set kid. I'm only five seven, so you know I was always offensive line or or something like that. But it wasn't until high school that I really started lifting, and I did find a bit of a talent for it in that I could pretty much look at a weight and get bigger, which was really helpful because I would see results really fast. But at the time, I hadn't found what like what kind of discomfort I really loved. Um. I, I really took to wrestling. I loved wrestling. I had a great wrestling coach. Uh, I had two great wrestling coaches, actually. Uh, shout out to Brad Zulo and Dave Rogers. They're probably never going to listen to this sort of thing, but um, a lot of credit goes to them because they got me in the weight room more consistently, and I actually started to see performance increases. And I got better at wrestling because I was stronger than everybody. And unlike my current state, I was also lighter than everybody in my weight class. I, I had like... Everybody had like 20 pounds on me. So I had to do something. And that's when I started to first see the effect. And then I strayed away from the strength side of it for a long time. Um, I got into running for a little bit. That's obviously not my thing. Uh, I did the best I could. I did. I did the best I could. Uh, and then I started getting back into powerlifting and then took like a five-year stint and did Olympic weightlifting, which I did absolutely love. Uh, that was my first true strength sport love and then came back to to powerlifting and have really been doing that for 15 years since that point so uh a long road with it but i've just found man and uh, especially the older that i've gotten it is it is my preferred source of discomfort like i people talk about like all the different training modalities and stuff like that they like running they like you know crossfit they like these sorts of things I like powerlifting because it is it's the same kinds of discomfort. You can take a marathon and extend pain over the course of, you know, a a a, a whole race. I like mine in 10 seconds. Like just max that shit out as high as humanly possible in the shortest time frame you can possibly put it. And like for the first time in ever this past weekend, I literally was under a squat weight that made me look made my vision through a pinhole and it was the coolest shit. It was the most exciting thing. I got underneath that bar. I squatted that thing. I racked it. And I was like, this is the greatest shit in the world. And most people be like, what you could barely see. I could barely see. I couldn't feel my whole body. If, if that's not a great characterization of the attitude here, I made my vision through a pinhole and it was the coolest shit. It was. 
But the thing is, is like you hear you hear marathon runners, they finish a race and it's like my toes were bleeding. My heels are bleeding. My, I can't feel my feet. It's like, yeah, that's I I resonate with that. I just don't want to eat it for a bunch of hours. I want it in 10 seconds. And I and, and you mentioned like how it's changed your life. I'm always going to come back to that discomfort because it makes everything else in life. It's the same stuff like discomfort is just discomfort. So it's it's made business easier because I like I constantly go to the discomfort well every time I train and I love it. So, OK, cool. It's no different here. It's no different than business. It's no different than having a hard conversation with my wife. It's no different than having a hard conversation with my kids, with you, you know, and and that's the lesson it's taught me, which I think university is or universally is the lessons that all sports teach you if you embrace the discomfort piece of it. Because circling back to you, you were in a coma and like survived because of the discomfort you allowed yourself to go through for the last 10 years. That's fucking wild. It is, man. And yeah, you summed it up, I think, perfectly. What's the quote always seemingly attributed to Benjamin Franklin? Nothing is certain in life except for death and taxes. Mm -hmm. Um, You could add discomfort onto that list as a third item so with caveat with a caveat mm -hmm. if you want to make your life something spectacular Mm -hmm. uh, that you can live in comfort you can live in comfort and i that is your choice and that is perfectly fine just understand it's not going to get you far agreed something you said uh the other day in the in the context of business resonates here and this is right in line with the connection that you made between what lifting has done for us you know across our whole lives and how it applies to business but uh in reference to something that was scary you said i'm more afraid of nothing of being nothing and this goes back to that caveat too you know discomfort's required if you want to make your life something remarkable and remarkable could be on a grand scale you could be uh a uh, world leader. You could be an Elon Musk, a Jeff Bezos. You could be making big waves that people can point to. Remarkable also means leaving a, a mark and a legacy that your your kids and your spouse and your, your close friends remember for their lifetimes. So you define what you want remarkable to mean for you. And if you want to embrace that and make it happen, yeah, discomfort's required. It's how we expand our capacities. It's stress in increasing doses recovery in between and i'm with you man i'd rather get that i'd rather get the punch to my face over over with than uh i don't know the death by a thousand cuts i agree and i think that uh conceptualizing like being remarkable is is important there and what you said because like honestly at this point and i shared this with multiple portions of our teams across all the things we're involved in like to me at this point, all I want to do, like my main goal above Rebuild Stronger's goals, above Honey Badger goals, personal goals, all of it. I just want to be cool to my kids, man. I just want my little girls to know that because they saw mom and dad do the impossible multiple times, that they're really capable of absolutely anything. And like at this point, like that's the main mission. That's the main goal for me. Because I have no problem continuing to do some wild shit I, because I love it. 
but I want them to look at it and say, well, I can do anything by literally facing the discomfort. And it's not, it's not just like, oh, we're not doing rah, rah, you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. It's just hard work. No, it's just facing discomfort. That can be psychological. It can be spiritual. It can be emotional. It can be in, in multiple different forms. But it doesn't also have to be this thing where like you you're remarkable because you're the president of the United States or like because you make a million dollars. No, it can just make it can mean making the impact that you want to make on the world to get there. You got to be uncomfortable. And for me, that's underneath the barbell. And it's never, ever, ever going to change at this point. Like a whole bunch of other forms of discomfort I've tried. I like I I have jeeps that I work on. I smack a knuckle, fucking close the day. Not it's it. I'm done. Right? Close the hood. Daddy's gonna finish. He's gonna walk inside. He's gonna cuss and put a band-aid on it and quit for the day. Then we just I'm done. Don't do it no more. Leave me alone. If you put me underneath a barbell, I will die under that fucker. There you go. Where'd you say the two places where the people will find you at the end of your life? Either under a bar or I forget the other one. Oh, <laughs> slumped over my desk in the middle of a video call with, with with an athlete or a honey badger or under a barbell. There you go. Those those are the two places. So more than likely under a barbell. I don't know, man. I think that's a pretty great note to leave off on for this one. I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, and if, if any, you guys take any of this, like anything away from this, especially like kicking off 2024, like what is your prefer, preferred version of discomfort? Like what is the thing that you can step into and it lights a fire underneath you, even though it hurts and not just hurts. It's just out of your comfort zone. This is the year to embrace it. This is the year to actually like step into it and commit to it because that's the stuff that's going to be life changing. And in some cases, life saving there you go be remarkable if you choose to make this the year appreciate y'all see ya peace what's up rebuilders thanks for listening don't forget to subscribe to the channel also leave a rating that helps people like you find the show and reach more people appreciate you see you at the next one